Thank you for tuning into Calvary Life Keller's weekly sermon podcast. We hope you are encouraged and challenged in your personal relationship with Jesus. For more information about our service times and locations, please visit us at www.calvarylife.us. Come on, how's everyone doing this morning? Doing all right? Hallelujah. Yes, you're loving Jesus? Come on, don't go to sleep on me now. Amen. Come on, God is good. Yes. Can, can you just help me celebrate our... Yeah. You know, listen, y'all, I, I, I put them to work. I put them to work. Um, they do a lot of um, uh, ministry behind the scenes during, during the week. Um, so I just want to take this moment and to appreciate them. Um, you know, you, sh- you should see them when they, they want to get new equipment. They like little kids, right? Um, <laughs> it's just amazing. Uh, so uh, Vicki and Darren are doing a great job of leading that ministry. So yeah. uh, you, you, will, you will see improvements um, every, every week. Um, we uh, definitely want to continue to pour into our online um, um, folks out there, so uh, participants. And uh, so that's, that's another campus for us. We, we feel like there are people watching our services in different states, and so we, we want to treat it like another campus. Amen? Amen. Um, so they are working diligently uh, of trying to improve our services every week, and I, for one, appreciate them. Amen? Amen. Yes. Halla, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, won't you stand with me one more time? So, yes, so we are putting together a team, a meeting at the well team. Uh, we're going to deal with some isms that, that, that play in our, uh, our, our world, in our community, sometimes our families, and, and, and within the church. Amen. So I'm putting a team together. We just we sit around the table. We sit around the well, and we share perspectives with one another, and then we take perspectives and move them into action. Amen. So we want to be that church where we deal, we take a stand against division. Amen. So we, we don't want to fall asleep. We don't want to leave our post. We want to speak out. Amen. We don't want to conform to the world's ways. Amen. We need, we need, to, be, we need to be the leaders of that. Amen. We need to set the standards. We need to set the standards. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm going to be reading out of Mark 2, starting in verse 2. And it says, again, he entered Capernaum after some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. Jesus was in the house. Immediately, many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. Then they came to him bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they have broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven. And some scribes, because you always know you have to have some haters in the room, right? So some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God? But immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reason thus within themselves, he said to them, why do you reason? Why you reason about these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven or to say, arise, take up your bed and walk but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on on earth to forgive sins. 
He said to the paralytic, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. Immediately he arose and took up the bed and went out in the presence of all of, of, of them all so that all were amazed and glorified God saying, we never saw anything like this before. How many here still believe that God produces miracles? Now, this does not require a church response. I want to talk to those that are in need of a miracle. So, so in, your, in your trial, in your trouble, do you still believe that God produces miracles in your life? Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that you are an amazing God and you know exactly what we need right now, Lord God. We're going to stand firm in our faith, Lord God, waiting for you to, to move, Lord God. We anticipate, Lord God, we, we're here with expectation, Lord God, that something today, something today is going to change, Lord God. When you are in the midst of, Lord God, if you, when your presence is here, Lord God, something has to change, Lord God. I'm excited, Lord God. Maybe we won't ever know what, what change took place, Lord God. I know hearts will change, Lord God. I, I, I feel, Lord God, depression will be lifted in this, in this place today, Lord God. You are going to set free, Lord God. You're going you're to deal with con any confusion in the, in the mind right now, Lord God. A breakthrough is going to be in this place, Lord God. I just sense, Lord God, restoration is in this room today, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord God, for all that you do in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody give him some praise. Yes, hallelujah. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. So this ser series is, is very important for real, for real faith. It's, it's very important, um, and we're, we're just going to keep, keep going. I'm, 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 I'm minister next week, and then Pastor Joaquin, my youth pastor, is going to uh, uh, preach in a couple of weeks. I'm excited about that. Amen. That's Amen. usually how it goes. So this, this series is extremely important because God is taking us from uh, so where we've been to where we need to go, from ordinary to extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. And so we have been planting and watering for a while, planting and watering for a while. But God's the one to bring the increase. He is the one to bring the increase. See, we are created to produce fruit, right? So, we, so God wants us to continue to, to plant and to, and, 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 and to water. Sometimes you're watering uh, uh, of things that doesn't seem like it's growing. That's where faith comes in. It, it may appear to be dead, but God says to keep watering. It, it reminds me of, of Martha and Mary. They, everyone else probably thought they were crazy when their brother Lazarus died. Right. I mean, he died. I mean, he was they they put him up. He was just stanking, you know, smelling up the whole neighborhood or whatever. But they were crazy enough to wait for Jesus. Yes, they were struggling with their, their faith because their brother was dead and Jesus wasn't there. But something told them that if Jesus came, when Jesus comes, right, something is going to change. Something is going to change. Right. So Jesus came and he, he rose their brother from the dead. So God is saying to someone here today, keep watering because what you think is dead, I'm going to raise up. I'm going to raise up. You just keep watering. So, so this is a word for the church. We just keep watering. We just keep planting. We just keep watering. Amen. God is the one to bring the increase. Are you excited this morning? I'm, I'm hope, I hope I came to the right church today. So this is why our biblical definition of, of faith says that it's, faith is trusting in something you cannot explicitly prove. Because sometimes we do things that don't make sense. Sometimes God asks us to do things that just doesn't make any sense. Right? But faith in the head is dead. Faith requires action. Faith is not concepts, it's action, right? So it's one thing of, of knowing about faith, 
right? But it's another thing of having faith and putting your faith to action. See, faith must go from our head to our hearts to our actions. Is anybody going with me this morning? See, we are created to produce fruit. We are created to produce fruit. So I love this text that we're in, right, and, and, and Mark 2. So here is uh, uh, Peter is having a life group at his house. <laughs> and Jesus was the speaker. I mean, so, I mean, the place was just packed, right? Standing room only. There were people outside waiting to get in because Jesus was speaking, right? So this actually proves that when you lift up the name of Jesus, he draw all men to himself. So Jesus was in there just given that word. He was just given that word. He's probably preaching, preaching about the kingdom. The kingdom of God is at hand, right? Seek the kingdom first and then his righteousness and everything else will be added to you. He was just given that word and people were just getting healed. So apparently four men heard about this, right? And so they decided to bring their friend to meet Jesus, right? And so they did something crazy. So they, they carried him. To, to go meet Jesus, right? And then when, when, they, when they got there, um, um, Jesus uh, uh, saw their face. So they decided to, 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 to uh, tear up the roof and, and lower him down. And, and Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus saw their faith. Right. It wasn't his faith. It was Jesus' faith. And he moved based on their faith. So Jesus began to heal the, the, the man, which was so uh, amazing in, in, this, in this story here. So what I discovered that there are three types of faith that was seen in this text. There's three types of faith that was seen in this text. So the first one was faith stuck in the head. Right? Well, because so when, when Jesus healed, uh, so first of all, we got to, let's not put labels on this man, right? I know the, the Bible says paralytic man. Let's call, I feel like his name is Bruno. <laughs> let's call him Bruno, all right? So, 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 Jesus, so, um, so Jesus looked at Bruno, right? When they lowered him down, Jesus looked at Bruno, and the first thing he did, he forgave him for his sins before he healed him. And so the scribes didn't like that. So I felt like, you know, just reading this test, like the scribe, the scribes were just like, like posting up, just watching everything, right? So they were just there conspiring against what Jesus was saying, you know, looking at all these church folks, whatever. They were just posting up against the wall. And so, and, and so what they began to do, they began to reason in their hearts, right? So the, the, uh, the reasoning in their hearts was based on their ancient traditions right, and their human ideas about what the Messiah will, should be like, right? So, so, so Jesus was confronting him, said, why are you reasoning in, in, in your heart, right? Um, so uh, human reasoning cannot trump faith. Traditions cannot trump faith. Are, are you with me? So in their minds, they, they were saying that he, he just couldn't be God. So they refused to look at the facts of Jesus' ministry and admit that their traditions could be wrong. See, human reasoning can be an enemy of faith. Wow. Using too much human reasoning can limit on trust in God, limit on trust in God, right? It's spurred by human nature and physical experiences of life. So sometimes we can't, we cannot trust the, the things that we, we go through. It's, so, we, we, so faith, right, on the other hand, relies on God, whom we have not seen in his nature and his plan for all mankind, which are revealed in scripture. Amen? So we can't, we can't just go by our experiences in, in life. We, we must have faith in God and not our experiences. Right. So without the Holy Spirit working in us, amen, things just won't make sense. Things just will not make sense. Right. 
So that's why it takes faith to believe what God says and does, right? Human reason, reasoning dismisses the spiritual things we cannot grasp with our physical minds and sense. So this reminds me of um, and, and Matthew where the disciples were actually Jesus fed the five thousands, right? And then as, as they were leaving, uh, the disciples wanted to take bread and Jesus told them to, to leave it. You remember that? And so in Matthew 6, right, it says, then Jesus said to them, in, in verse 6, Jesus said to them, take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves saying, is it because we have taken no bread? See, they, they didn't understand what Jesus was, was referring to. They could not grasp what he was talking about, but he was talking about the Sadducees, right? Because uh, uh, they, they start looking at things from a human's perspective while leaving God out of the picture. So that's what human reason, reasoning does, right? So it's just like when we face a trial, right? We don't, we don't see the hand of God in, in the trial. So we, we, we just start of, of thinking that we're all alone, right? We just start looking at things from our physical senses, right? Without seeing God's hand in the spirit. Human reasoning can even be assuming that God sees things as we see them. I don't, the Bible that I read, right, says, right, his thoughts are not my thoughts. His ways are not my ways. It's just not a cute Bible phrase. It's for real. Like God's thoughts are not our thoughts. We can't try to solve spiritual things with human reasoning. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. Are you going with me? So this, so, so that's what, um, so that's one type of faith that Jesus, that was seen in this text. This, the scribes were just posting up, trying to figure out, like, you know, what is this guy doing, right? They were using human reasoning to understand what was going on. And there was a miracle happening, happening in this house. I'm sure that that wasn't the only miracle that took place in that home. If Jesus was in the room, so that means People were changing left and right. Hearts were given to the Lord. Some amazing things that were happening, but they were trying to understand what was going on. Faith that was stuck in the head. So, so an, a, a, another type of faith that, that was seen right there and was radical faith. Radical faith. Radical faith is not playing it safe. It's not playing it safe. It is the willingness to look ridiculous to everyone around you and place your entire faith in God. You have to get this one because this is important. Radical faith is not playing it safe, right? It is the willingness to look ridiculous to everyone around you and place your entire faith in God. So here, so... So here, so you, so you have to have some crazy friends in your life. So here's four crazy friends. You've got to have some crazy friends that have that for real, for real faith, yeah. right? That's just crazy with their faith, like, and w- won't let you just settle for anything less. Anything less what the Bible says about you. you got to have some crazy faith, uh, crazy friends. You look at them like, you know, I don't, they're a little crazy. Right, like when you are afraid to take them in public, right? You know they're gonna do something crazy, right? They're gonna be praying for praying for people. Listen, so go with Pastor Lewis out in the community right now, right? So a lot of times that we're listen, but a lot of times that when we are somewhere, whatever, and we're walking or whatever, and I turn around, he's gone, right? He's out there praying for people. People are in the, on the side just crying. And all. You you gotta have some crazy friends in your life who just like are radical with their faith. They don't care about looking ridiculous. But they put their faith, their entire faith in God. God is God. He's the one that will deliver you. Right? So these are, so this, so, so Bruno has some crazy friends. Bruno has some crazy friends. Some crazy radical friends. And so, and so what, so what happened, 
So this is amazing, right? So they heard about Jesus, right, at this life group, Peter's life group. And, and so he, uh, so first of all, this is a power of community. Wow. Yeah. So this is a power, this is a power of community right here. Amen. Where, where they, just, they just didn't let him just, just lie there, right? We, we, we're going to get into it, though. This, we're going to get into it. So, so here, so you, uh, you can imagine, right? Do we have some, do we have slides of um, just Bruno? Do we have any slides of Bruno? All right. Okay, maybe we get some slides with Bruno. So, so wait, so, so here's Bruno lying on his mat, Right. So so just imagine his four friends are around. I, I envision having a, a bed up in the, you know, on the uh, platform here, but I couldn't couldn't make that happen. So any, anyhow. So so here's four friends. Right. Just uh, around Bruno. And imagine the, the conversations that they were having with him. Hey, Bruno, man, listen, you can't just be lying there all day, man. Life, uh, God's got a plan for you, man. Listen, let me tell you what he's done in my life. Let me tell you what he's done. But God is good. I mean, he healed me from this. So they had to know about Jesus. Yeah. And they, they had to have some type of experience with Jesus in order, right, to, 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 get, uh, to take him where he needs to go. So they, they had to be around him. You imagine the conversation, they're just talking about Jesus. See, some people, some, some, some folks would invite friends to church, but they won't share the goodness of, of Christ to them. Wow. They, don't, they won't share the, the changing power of Christ. So they had to have been telling him, right, for sharing the crazy uh, uh, changing power of, of Christ in him. Say, God, heal me, man. I've, I've been transformed ever, ever since I met Jesus. Man, you got to get up. We got to go to this life group. <coughs> Excuse me. You have to go to this life group, and so someone, some one of them, right, just decided that, right. So these those four crazy friends, three crazy ideas. <laughs> so one idea that they had, someone in the out of the four said, "All right, y'all, I'll tell you what. He won't get up, right? I know he, you know, he's hurt right now. He he, he won't get up. Okay, let's just carry him." Let's just carry him. So they decided to pick him up and carry him to the life group. We don't know how far it was, right? We don't know who they had to pass, but here they are carrying their friend to see Jesus. They didn't care about looking ridiculous, right? Because the goal was for him to, 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 uh, uh, to, seek, to see Jesus, amen? So these are powerful, crazy friends that he had. It's like we will do whatever it take, takes because our faith is in Christ, amen? Amen, and you need to see him. You need to meet him. So these crazy friends knew getting their, their friend to a building was, was, wasn't the goal. Getting him to Jesus was. See, you know what they were doing? They were actually fulfilling the law of Christ. They were actually fulfilling the law of Christ. Galatians 6.2 says, bear one another's burden and so fulfill the law of Christ. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. When we stand beside a brother or sister in a time of struggle, we are living out the call of our heavenly father. Amen. So we can't take away suffering. We can't pray away suffering, but we can just support the person. Amen. So, so here's these crazy friends decided that he needs to, he needs to meet, meet Jesus. So they were, they were, they were bearing his burden. That's the power of community. The power of community. So this life group was important. They needed, he, if he wanted to change, they needed to get him to life group. They, they were bearing, uh, bearing his burden. Amen, that's, that's, that's awesome. So it reminds me of, of, of Moses, right? So God gave Moses instruction as they were fighting the, the battles is to, to hold up the spear for an entire day until the battle was won. That was Moses' instructions, is to, to keep the spear, the staff, up until the battle was won. But he got tired. But he had a couple of crazy friends to come alongside of him to hold 
his hand up because they believed in the battle. They believed their faith was in, in God and their faith was in their leader, Moses. So he continued to hold it, to hold it up. I'm here to tell you today, this church wanted to be the church, right? Whatever dreams that you have, whatever God's calling you to do, we want to be the church that'll come alongside of you and hold the promise up. Amen. Hold the promise up with you. We will come alongside you. God's called you to do amazing things, and we believe in that, and we will come alongside of you. And see, I'm, I believe the, the, the word that God spoke over this church, and I'm going to hold it up, the vision that God has. See, we are a, a diverse church, multi-ethnic church. We will continue to be that, and we will act that way. I see it. I see that growing. Amen. Families coming together of all races. Amen. I, I see multiple campuses coming out of this church. I'm holding up the promise, the word that God gave the church. Amen. So as you serve in this ministry, as you pray about this ministry, you're holding up the hands of the leaders. Amen. Um, I am not going to gonna hold, put that, that word down. I'm not going to, amen, to let my arms down until I see the promise. Until I see the promise. Are you going to go with me? God's got a word for this church. He's got a vision for this church. Amen. Hallelujah. If I can just get a couple of people to go with me this morning. So, so the so second thing they, they, they did, so second crazy idea they had was um, to tear up the roof. So one, so they decided to, right, to, to carry his, his friend to this life group. So, it got, so they, when they got there, it was packed. They couldn't walk in the door. So one of them had just crazy ideas, say, hey, let's go up to the roof. There's no one else up there. Let's, let's go up to the roof. So they go up to the roof, right, and they start ripping the roof. They don't just, uh, uh, imagine someone come to your house, right? It, 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 they just start tearing the roof up. I'm, I'm just saying, right? So they decided to like, we need to get him to Jesus, so we need to tear, tear the roof up. Amen. These are some crazy, crazy, radical friends, right? They, they want to be popular in these days, right? See, faith grows by experiences and practice. When, whatever God is calling you to do, expect, expect to hit a brick wall of the impossible, impossibility many times after many times, right? right? So, so these crazy friends didn't allow distractions to stop them. See, some of, some of us, right, when, we, when God calls us to do something and we hit a brick wall, we're like, oh, this can't be God, right? Faith goes back into our heads instead of our hearts, wow. right? right? So blessings are on, on the other side of hard. I probably lost some of you right there, right, because blessings are on the other side of hard. So whatever God calls you to do, it will not be easy. It will look impossible. Like, come on, you like, come on, Pastor G. I'm looking at a brick wall. But it didn't stop these crazy friends, right? They got creative. They probably asked God, God, give, give us wisdom of what to do. We know that this, this, we know that our friend Bruno needs to see you. He needs to be healed. He needs to be delivered. Give us wisdom what to do. You know, God gives you some crazy stuff, stuff that doesn't make sense. So, they just, this, so God must have gave them a plan to go up to the roof. Go up to the roof and tear the roof. Tear up the roof. <laughs> so it's amazing, just the power of community here, where they di just didn't break bread with Bruno. They broke barriers. Just, so this is like, listen, I'll go out to lunch with you. We can break bread together. But if anything that's standing in your way, I'll be there with you as well. I'll pray with you, right? right? I'll cry with you. I'll walk through life with you no, no matter what. Amen? So you, you have to differ, differentiate from the people that's in your life. Some people are just lunch friends. Uh -oh. and, and, and that's okay. Right, but when you go through stuff, call the, the, the breaking barrier friends. 
Right? They, they down for whatever. You call, you call the down for whatever friends, right? These what these crazy friends were about. I'm down for whatever. Listen, what you are down and out, we're going to get you where you need to go. Wow. See, the thing about these crazy men, they didn't draw Bruno to themselves, right? They led him to Christ. Yeah. Right? They, to, they, they told him what, what he did in, 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 in their lives. Amen? Our testimonies are huge. Amen? So you need some breaking barrier, friends. I mean, I mean, Jesus marveled at their faith, right? He marveled at their faith. He, he, he was just like, man, he must have said, like, wow, that's what that's they broke barriers. That's kind of what I do. Right? Jesus always broke racial barriers, culture barriers, religious barriers. So he was just like, he he loved that type of faith. Amen. So, so then the third thing they, they did was, okay, so they tore, we, we tore the roof up. What do we do now? Right? So they decided to lower Bruno down. Now, you have to understand what this may look like, right? Um, so imagine, right, this church service right now, someone's tearing the roof up and the man is lowered down from the roof. Most of us were scattered. Some people will be reasoning in their hearts, just like, oh, my goodness, what is going on here? They just disrupt our church program. <laughs> right? How, how dear there's such distractions in this church. I'm never going back to this church. They got all these distractions. I don't know what kind of neighborhood this is, what kind of church that is. They got people lowering from the roof. <coughs> but just imagine what happens. So Jesus is in this situation where he's given the word, healing people. All of a sudden, a man comes down from the ceiling. Jesus must have looked like, what in the world is going on here, right? We have a picture of that? Yeah, what, what in the world? So he looked up and he saw their faith. He's like, these dudes are crazy. These dudes are crazy, right? And so he marveled at, his, at their faith. God is looking for radical faith because he does nothing unless faith is operating in your life. Nada. Because the word says that faith, faith pleases God. We have to have faith that pleases God. So when he looks at us and when he sees faith, he's like, yes, yes, I'm bringing on the miracles. Here comes the breakthrough. Amen. I'm giving you a word. I'm giving you an assignment. I see that faith. Here I come. Amen. So he, God responds to our faith. 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 This series is important because we want to be a church that have faith and God sees our faith. Amen. Oh, man, that's a little quiet up in here. So God is looking for radical faith. He's looking for radical faith. When the world is trying to squeeze you into its mode, we're going to have, have, to, have to be the radical faith, have to have the radical faith. When, when, we, are going, when we, are going to to we are going to have to believe when others failed in their beliefs. We are going to have to stand strong when others are wavering. God wants this to be that church. Amen? So four crazy friends three crazy ideas they had. So God saw faith. So Jesus saw faith in the head, faith. He saw, then he saw radical faith. And then he saw idle faith. Idle faith. So he looked, so when Bruno was lowered down, looked at him and his faith was idle. So it's one thing we must understand here that what Jesus was most concerned with, he was most concerned with his spiritual sickness rather than his physical sickness, right? Because if the spiritual sickness kept him motionless, a amen? So that's why he forgave him for his sins first. So don't go to God, right, 
and for physical healing if you're not willing to receive spiritual healing first. So God sees what's going on. He cares about your, your, your physical Ill, illness, right? But he's looking at the spiritual illness, amen? Amen, because he don't just want you to just get up and walk one time, right? He wants you to continue to walk in faith, amen? amen. And so he's looking at your spiritual, he's, your spiritual con condition first, right? So, you know, that attitude that, that you had for 20 years that have not changed, like he's, look, he's looking at that, he said, I want, I want that, that attitude because that hurts people more than, than, than your, 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 any physical illness. Amen. So, so a lot of times we ask God for physical healing. He reminds us of the unforgiveness that we have in our heart. He says, that's hurting you more than anything. Yeah. So a lot of times we go to God and say, God, God, heal me physically. Heal me physically. He said, okay, okay, but I have not given you spirit of fear. I've given you a sound mind. So receive the sound mind first, and then your body will heal. Your body will heal. I said your body will heal. So he, so he began to, he, he, he saw, right, his faith was idled. His faith was, was idled, right? So it's a state of, of motionless, motionless without purpose. So his bed was a safe place for him. Right, so you have to look at this from a spiritual perspective, right? We know that his, his, he, he was paralyzed. We know that, but Jesus saw him spiritually paralyzed, right? And so, and so, he was, so, he, so his bed was, was a safe place for him, right? So that, that means whatever he, was happening in his life, right, it created limits. It created limits, right? Like he, he created a boundary, right? And so idleness, right? The enemy loves when we are idle in our faith because it opens up doors, right? He causes confusion, right? Um, he, he, he destroys our, our faith, right? And so, and what's that saying say? An idle mind, right? It's the enemy's territory, right? So, so idle people cannot line themselves up with the will of God because it requires action. It requires action. So here is, is Bruno, right? So he's, he's lying in, in, his, in his bed with no expectation. So everything ar ar around him, right? He, he cre created limits of, uh, around him, right? And so sometimes we let our environment, how we were raised, and people's expectations of us set the limits for our lives. So he was adapting what was around him, right? So this is why Jesus, this is important to know, this is why Jesus had to set him free, right? He had to set him free because whatever we don't overcome, we sleep with. And so anytime we don't forgive someone, right, it multiplies, right? It creates limits around them. So, so it's just like, so for instance, if you have a failed relationship, right? You have never gotten over that relationship. You have not for, forgiven that, that person. You create limits around you because you feel like you cannot love again. Or, or something told you, or someone told you, the experience told you that you cannot love again. You will never be loved again. Amen. So we create this limit. So, so, so if you don't overcome, if you don't forgive, right, you, you, you sleep with all the people that you haven't forgiven. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, know, I know that's not, not popular, but, but, but it's true. So, he, so there was limits around him. He couldn't be the person that God called him to be. So, so Jesus had to set him free. He had to take off the limits. He had to take off the limits. So God's called us to set standards, to be the standard. Amen. To set standards in, in our lives. You know, so some of them, some, some of us have grown up in just bad culture, right? And so we, 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 you know, so we have limits around us because we were taught things a certain way and we can't go beyond those limits. God said, no, you set the standard. I've given you a call in your life. You set the standard. Amen. You be different. 
Amen. Don't conform to cultures. Right. Don't don't conform to bad tradition. Not all traditions are, are, are bad, but the bad tradition. Don't conform to those things. Amen. You set the standard. Right. So faith is going beyond limitations. God's calling this church here to 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 leave a mark in life. I don't know about you, but I want to leave a mark of the goodness of God. I want to let people know what God has done in my life. Amen. I want to help instill faith in, in others. Amen? Amen. So this, this encounter with Jesus, with Jesus was so impactful. <clears throat> so I'm going to leave with this little demonstration here. You know, I'm going to do something crazy. So radical faith of his friends got him here, but it was going to take his faith to get him, to, for him to walk out of here. And so when we have limits on us, right? Right? God needs to break those limits. When we have limits on us, that means we've placed our faith, right? Where, wherever those limits are. So this encounter was so impactful because this was actually an exchange is an exchange so in exchange for right for where he placed his faith right and to place his faith in entire faith into God's hands and so whatever he gone through whatever we go through in our lives right wherever we, whatever in, um, we where limits are set when we feel like we can't get um, get past these things, we have unforgiveness in our life. God's saying we, we need to have an exchange because you will not leave here the same. You, it, amen? So Bruno was not going to leave the, the house the same way. He was going to get up and, and, and walk out. So change had to happen. So there had to be an exchange. It had to be an exchange, right? Because radical faith, right, is, is willingness, right, to do something ridic ridiculous in, in, in front of others, right, and place your entire faith in God. So he had to place his entire faith in God. Maybe he placed his faith, right, in, in, in uh, bad situations. Uh, maybe sometimes we, we place our faith in, into drugs or, 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 or lust and all that. God's saying that we need an exchange. Place your faith now into my hands. So it's an exchange, right? So whatever you've gone through right now, you might have gone through a divorce, right? And you placed your faith there. Now you're not active in your faith. You're idle in your faith, right? You, you haven't for, forgiven that person. Now you exchange what you've gone through, right? And you place it into God's hands. It's the power of, of releasing. So this, this was so impactful. So, when, so what Jesus did first, he healed, right? He forgave his sins because he had to set him free first before he can walk. He had to be set free for, for all the things that, that put limits on him. Are you with me? All the things that put limits on him, he had to set him free right now. So now when, once he don't have any limits in, any longer, right, now he can walk. Now, now he can walk. Now he could be the person that God called him to be, right? So God's saying that take off all the limits. There's no excuse. I am your God. All you need to do, let's do an exchange. Anything that put limits on you, right? Let, let me have it. Put it into my hands right now. You are set free to be the person that God called you to be. I release you right now. There's no limits on you. You will be who I called you to be. You will walk free. Amen. <laughs> Jesus said to, said to Bruno, he says, now, 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 uh, get up and take your mat and, and leave. So he, he, left, he, left, he, he left there different than the way he walked in. So he was carried in with the faith of his friends, right? Carried in by the faith of his friends. But by the time Jesus got through with him, he set him free. He got up himself, right, and took his mat and was just like, hallelujah, I am set free. I am set free in this place. That is radical faith. That's right, putting your entire faith in God. Are you with me? Come on, stand with me. Come on, stand up. Where is your faith? Is faith stuck in your head? 
Is your faith idle? Or are you one of those crazy friends? Are you one of those crazy friends that your entire faith is in Christ and you do whatever to get people to Christ? You do whatever to get people to Christ. And if your faith is idled right now because of your circumstance, God's saying that, okay, you're in a perfect position for a miracle. He said, but we just need to do this exchange. We just need to do this exchange. Your life for a better one. I believe there are some people here today been dying for a breakthrough in life, but feel like you've been going through the same things over and over again. It it doesn't make you a bad person, but it's just one thing that is missing. It's that exchange. God's saying that I don't want you to reason in your heart. Don't try to figure out how I'm going to do certain things. Don't figure out where breakthrough's going to come. Don't figure out where blessing's going to come. Your only job is to exchange. Exchange what you are going through for that breakthrough power that I'm offering you. It's just put your entire faith in my hand. So we don't want to be like Bruno. Bruno struggled for a long time. People set limits. He didn't forgive people. So he was just lying in the bed with no purpose. His crazy friends came over. Said, Bruno, it's enough. Enough laying around. Enough doing nothing. God's got a call in your life. You need to get up. You need to get up. It took some crazy friends to get him where he needed to be, who he needed to meet. I believe some people know of Jesus for a long time, but not have that encounter with him. We just need some crazy friends some crazy people to pray over them, to walk with them, to lead them to where they need to be. I want this church to be the crazy friends. Here's here's the thing. We are going to have some Brunos that come in this church. And we got to be the crazy friends that lead them to Christ. That's why we have life groups, right? Because you may have Brunos that come to your life group and we're gonna need them, lead them to Christ. No matter what, we, we need to bear their burdens, right? This community is dying to, uh, for, 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 to meet Christ. They may know of him, but they have not had that encounter with him. We need to show them, we need to bear their burdens. So we may have some Brunos that come to church. And you know what, we may have some scribes as well coming to the church, start posting up, looking at our services, looking at the people that's in the church, like, these some crazy folks. It's okay to be crazy. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's okay to be crazy. It's okay to be crazy. That's who you, that is who you are. That's accepted. That is who you are. It's okay. So we may have some scribes that come in the church, posting up, trying to figure out what is going on to speak of this Jesus but they're gonna get delivered too. They're gonna get delivered too. So I don't know who this message is is for, but I sense in my spirit there needs to be an exchange today, an exchange today. Some people have not ever met Jesus, have never received him as their Lord and Savior. This is your opportunity to give your life for the life that's designed for you to live. 
Give your life for Jesus. Give your life to him. He died for all of us. So it's just like receiving him as your Lord and Savior. That means he will be the Lord over your heart. He will be the Lord over your life. It's like, God, take over me right now. Take over my life right now. My life is your, I, yours. I believe that you've died on a cross for my sins. And I want that life. I want that life that you have for me. And I believe some people have been struggling for years. It's okay to struggle, but now it's time to struggle with a purpose, for a purpose. So it's to struggle, right, and still see the hand of God in the midst of your struggle. And don't always look at things from the physical sense, from the natural sense. Let's look at it from the spiritual sense that God's hand is in it. And anytime that we go through things, God's teaching us something. Anytime that we go through things, God is teaching us something. We don't, so sometimes we, we're confused about what, what we go through. And sometimes it's just we don't ever know, we don't know why we're going through it, but faith should be increased. Let's give it an opportunity for faith to increase. Are you with me? So I feel strongly that there needs to be an exchange today. So with every head bowed, every eye closed today, I'm encouraging you today. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I'm going to ask you to, to step forward. And if you know Jesus, you've been struggling for years, have not seen breakthrough. I encourage you to come to come forward today. We're going to have a prayer team that pray for you. It's going to be an exchange to happen today. It's going to take place today. So we're going to give you a moment to come forward. We're going to we're going to sing a song and then Pastor Steve will close us out in, in prayer. So I encourage you. The altars are open and um, let God have his way in your life. Amen. We hope you enjoyed listening to this week's podcast. Thank you and have a blessed week.